0: Hello, and welcome to Greedo Shop. First. I'm James.
1: And I'm Marcus Parks. Hi.
0: Hello. We're back. Earlier than expected. I guess we kind of had to record, right?
1: It's been less than a year, so, yeah.
0: Well, it's been less than a week, I think. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, big, big updates from Disney, from the Disney investors meeting. Uh, the kind of future of Star Wars for the next two years, at least. Two or three years. Yeah um yeah lots of announcements to cover i suppose we can talk about the latest mandalorian episode Mm -hmm. Uh, how do you want to kick us off here marco um
1: let's get the mandalorian out of the way because i just watched it all right what would you think so this 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 is interesting because we don't usually talk about star wars on star wars yeah well i mean we don't usually talk about like an episode at a Mm -hmm. time or whatever um i'm gonna say something crazy okay maybe my second favorite episode of the show.
0: Yeah, I agree. I this is gonna sound like really shitty and backhanded, but this was the first episode of the show where I was engaged enough to start like letting my mind, like letting the wheels crank and be like, "Ooh, if they just tweak this and tweak that, it'd be really good." You know, it was like before, I just like like not a, like I just checked out. You know, like I didn't mm-hmm. care to like try to like you know uh, fix it. But yeah, I think it was mostly pretty good. There's weird things where I'm like. Man, if you just put a little more effort into that, that could be really good. We um, were talking about uh, Chapter 15, The Believer, I believe is the name of the episode.
1: Yep. Yeah. I, um, uh, so it's been at least two weeks because we, oh, I guess we did talk about the tragedy, didn't we?
0: I can't remember. That might have been a different podcast.
1: Whatever. Um, imagine if they recast that one role and it wasn't Bill Burr.
0: Imagine yeah, how much better it'd be. I just kept thinking if you, like if this if this character was like instead of being Bilber was like maybe like some like slicer who used to work for the Emperor, you know, like I I don't know, just if if you baby could baby DJ. Yeah, I don't know. If you could have just done invested more into that character, I think it would have landed a lot better because Bilber is just too Bill Burr for me. It it just it just looks like he he doesn't have like a real character, he's just Bilber.
1: I am shocked that like he's having for Bill Burr anyway a year.
0: I guess yeah. He, I don't know. He's in a
1: he's in a movie. He's in this show. I think he he hosted SNL. I mean, oof, it's way too much Bill Burr. Um, yeah. I my my thing about the the Mando and the mask though is what is the metaphor we're getting at? Because it's like. If the show was like metaphorically about, like, say, a single dad struggling with his alcoholism or something, mm-hmm. I feel like this would, it would, it would fit. It would lock into place more for me. But there are,
0: I mean, I suppose you can, you can relate it all to like parenting, I guess, and like upbringing, you know, cause it's, it's kind of like the Lone Wolf and Cub, Mando and Baby Yoda thing. But then there's also the whole like, hey, you were in like a cult thing, basically. And so it yeah. kind of fits together. Like but I mean, in, if it was
1: like literally, like he has to sit down and have a drink with this guy, mm-hmm. and like that's kind of the metaphor is that he has to dip back into the sauce for the sake of the kid or something. I don't. Know, it's just like it's like it's always just like one click. At its best, it's like one click away from being perfect.
0: Also, like the the like wages of fear riff that they're doing with they're like hauling they have to like hijack like a tanker truck or whatever that's mm-hmm. full of uh, you know explosions uh, if they like drive too fast, or I don't know, like, it's it's clearly, like, there's a movie called The Wages of Fear where they're, like, driving nitroglycerin um, and, and have to be very careful. Sorcerer?
1: Right,
0: a bit right. Mm-hmm. With
1: the bridge, yeah.
0: And so it's, like, but they don't, there's no setup. It's really, like, halfway through the action sequence, I'm like, oh, they're doing Wages of Fear. Why didn't they, like, to set that up a little? Like, you know, you do the thing where, like, maybe they've got the hologram of the route, and so you, you're gonna have to go this way, and if you're, you know, the the... It's too much, you know. Like, here's your sensor to like tell how much it's vibrating. If it gets too much, you'll blow up. And like, I don't know. Like, you could, you should have set that up a little so that we were aware of the tension, you know, before like it's halfway through the action sequence.
1: And yet, I would argue best uh, best action sequence. Yeah, it's it's
0: still like the best sequence of shows done. I think, but I'm still like I'm just like ah that like that could have been really really good if you had just like put a little more into it.
1: Because. There's a great moment where he has this like Jon Snow hunch where like they've just described one explosion and he's like, the smoke clears. and It's like, oh shit, here comes two or three more mm-hmm. of these like guys or these like carts after them. And he's just like, fuck, here we go. And it's like, f- okay, I'm finally like really enjoying this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the fact oh, that the, the direction, goes... You know,
0: this is uh, Rick Famiglia, uh written and directed. And you can just tell that like... It's like ooh, we're, this is some filmmaking here. You know, there's tension, like there's there's dramatic stakes. Uh, I'm engaged. It's not just like, even though obviously the character has tons of plot armor, it doesn't feel that way as you watch it.
1: And and the same thing for, I mean, they have their their riff on uh the bar scene in Glorious Bastards at the mm-hmm, end, mm-hmm. which I felt like was a couple clicks away from being perfect. Was, so was there's a was one of game your issues?
0: Was one of your issues with the. the the imperial dude because i like i had like a weird like texan accent that was throwing me off
1: yeah he uh he wasn't quite i don't know he was a little too
0: cartoony for me like i i don't know i needed more tarkin from him and and less like hick
1: yeah because that's the character who needs to have some gravitas to pull off that scene that's a video game reference though operation cinder ish i think it's also from the aftermath uh
0: novels it doesn't totally make sense because like That was, like, the Emperor's, like, operation, if I die, I'm taking everyone down with me plan. Yeah. You know, where it's, like, we're just going to kill everyone off, and then the Empire will be very small but full of only the true believers or something. I don't know. It doesn't make a ton of sense because there's, like, the—we're dealing with this, like, Imperial remnant, which somewhat conflicts with, like, the rest of the canon right now. You know, like, these guys should all be hiding in the unknown regions, but they're not, you know, so Mm -hmm. Is Moff Gideon like an offshoot of the Empire or do they just still think of themselves as the Empire? I don't know. The, uh, that whole everything is canon thing is kind of a joke. So, well,
1: just at it. what point and how old is the First Order? At what point did these guys pivot into like trying to be swept into that?
0: It's seemingly, according to the like initial like new timeline canon, it was like the Battle of Jakku was like one year after Endor. Mm-hmm. The, Emperor, the Empire just got completely wiped out except for like, you know, a, a small handful of, uh, you know, ships and personnel and whatnot, and they, like, retreated into the Unknown Regions, and then you didn't hear from them for several years, and then suddenly, like, you know, 20 years later, the First Order is rumbling and, you know, like, slowly starting to come back. And, so they, like, f- it wasn't until, like, five years before The Force Awakens that, like, the force Order is even, like, known about by the New
1: Republic. So the First Order is 10 years old in The Force Awakens, and five years later, they make, like, a debut. I wouldn't say 10 years old. I think it was, like, they're just
0: it's it's very nebulous you don't know like in in that bloodlines book, which is like six years before uh the force awakens
1: uh-huh
0: it's like they're just getting like the wisps of an idea of like oh there there's there's someone out there, you know, like the emperor's not the empire's not gone like there's this first, first order on the fringes of the galaxy type thing,
1: okay hmm. Hmm. i mean i mean i i think that this the guys like talking about how like the new Republic's like, like faltering and we're rising. I mean, it's like, that's like, that's like Trump nonsense. You know what I mean? That's like hmm. Mike Pompeo saying my boy's got a second term, but I don't know, man, this is like, this is almost a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought the, um,
0: another thing that stood out to me is like, this is like, you have a five man band in this episode, but it's like mm-hmm. the wrong mix kind of.
1: Well, two of them are just doing nothing.
0: Well, because you have okay, three of uh, them. Is it, uh, Fennec Shand, so Migna Wen, who who rules? Um, she's the sniper, so it's like okay, we've got a sniper. But then like Cara Dune's there too, just being another sniper, and you're like, well, this is you know, we, only need, one, we only need sniping. one sniper, yeah. And then Bill Burr is sniping too, and you're just like, okay, the the mix is wrong, you know. If, if Mando is your leader, and you've got a sniper, then you I don't know, you the Bill Burr is like the I don't know, like the the smart guy character, I guess. He's like the hacker, but then your other two are just kind of like also heavies. like, I don't know.
1: Well, wasn't he weird. kind of just like a, like a gunslinger in his in season one? Seemingly. Yeah. He had like that stupid gun
0: attached to his shoulder, like a little robot gun. And then Boba right. Fett is like, he's, he's the pilot. He's the, he's a wheelman basically, but he's Boba Fett. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a weird mix. Like, I feel like if they had done a little more planning on this show to like figure out what characters could kind of fill out their roster, it would have made more sense. Also, like, I would argue, obviously, like 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 Mando and and Finnix Shan, like those are it's, that's a good solid base. You got your like big your main fighter, and you got your sniper. Okay, so, and then you need like a pilot and like a hacker, basically.
1: I don't need Cara Dune for nothing. But I would argue no. that Slave One is its dimensions do not make sense inside and out. Not really. No, it seems it's pretty a big small ship yeah. that's very big. I mean, because mm-hmm. I I mean. I'm remembering back to Attack of the Clones, and you can actually see little Boba getting in the ship to fire at Obi Wan, and it's clear like this is not a big ship.
0: Yeah, it didn't seem like there would even be like a bed in there. Like it seemed pretty small, but whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, but the fact that they have like a whole briefing, and that briefing implies that Boba is on a different level. He's
0: like in uh, the in the cockpit
1: or whatever. Yeah, which is like again we and, and also the. The rotatey thing is cool in theory, but I believe again, Force Awakens showed us that that's not how it works. Or not Force Awakens, uh, Attack of the Clones. That's not how it works. Like you just have to climb into your chair, right, Really right. weirdly. That's yeah. <laughs> on the ground. I don't like the way the Slave One looks in general. But yeah, you know, I
0: had the Slave One. I I had that action figure, or you know, action figure companion playset. Uh, it was from the Shadows of the Empire run. I remember they were making mm-hmm. action figures to that.
1: What a fun time that was! I saw a great tweet this week that was just like part of the problem is that the costume designers for Empire Strikes Back made Boba Fett look too cool. We've been paying for that for, mm-hmm. <laughs> for thirty
0: years. God, yeah, have we? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Of course, you know, I hop on Reddit. Oh, what they think of the episode? And everyone's just like, "Oh my God, they they did the the sonic charge. They did the sound. I love the sound." It's like. Can we be a little more sophisticated than that? I guess not. I guess not. Yeah. Congratulations, they did the sound. <laughs>
1: uh, then there's the mask thing. I mean, like, I would think that, it, that would it, be Was like, it
0: not like a fucking delight to actually be able to see the main oh, yeah. character's face? It's like, hey, you should do this all the time. This is way better, and you can see this dude's face.
1: It's Pedro Pascal. I mean, I, I, he's got a great voice. He does good work, voice work for this, but it's like you. That's a that's a resource that I wouldn't leave. We we like seeing
0: actors' faces for a reason. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're expressive and you know emotive, and they make us more engaged with the character.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was great to see him take his face off. Although the reason for him to take it off didn't make any sense at all. But you know, whatever. No, it it should have been something where like I demand he have a drink with me, so he like has to take his helmet off, or I don't know, he gets ordered to take his helmet off. Like it doesn't make any sense that like an imperial computer is like. I just need to scan any face and I'll give you access to this information. doesn't matter Especially who you are. Especially
1: since we were just told that it does apparently a real bananas, like deep genetic scan. Yeah, but but anyone with a
0: face can access our files. So just, we, we just have to scan your face. That's all.
1: Well, it's just more of Palpatine's anti-droid nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I The logic, of course, makes no sense as usual on mandalorian but like it just seems uh, like man if this show had like a
0: writer's room and they put a little bit more time into this stuff it could be really good
1: it could be more than a cartoon but i would think he would be carrying around some kind of grief over the fact that he had to like he ended his streak Mm -hmm. and like he had to show his face especially of all people to bill burr
0: (laughs) i know (laughs) i'm gonna fucking shot him at the end be like nope no one's seen my face i'm good
1: I kind of wonder, though, is that the loophole? I mean, yeah. like, the fact the fact that Bill Burr shows up on your show, and though he's not accurate in the moment, but still raises the point in the audience's mind of, like, what's the internal logic of this yeah. show? Because it doesn't make sense from moment to moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, don't, yeah. don't reference that in your show.
0: <laughs> or it's just like, so is it that you need your face covered, or is it that you can't take your helmet off? Like, which is it? And by the way, it's just a stupid cult.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ugh. I mean, it's... I, I would hope that, like, by mid-season three, they're at the point where Mando's like, hey, I actually don't need to leave my helmet on all the time. I realize I was raised in, like, a weird death cult, and it's weird.
1: Well, he's now met four Mandalorians this season alone who are not mm-hmm. like, religiously keeping that fucking helmet yeah.
0: on. Although, Boba, like, what's with the weird robe situation? Like, you've got well, your suit back. It's more flattering than what he how he looked last week. I guess so, yeah. At least he cleaned up his armor
1: i mean boba let himself go after that sarlacc pit also
0: not that boba fett really had much of a character previously but this doesn't exactly seem like the same character
1: no, no. i think
0: mean, he'd say like oh he's he went, went through a lot of shit in the sarlacc pit but it just seems like he's he's just there to help mando now because it's in the script
1: basically well the the logic of last week's episode the tragedy is yeah. makes no sense whatsoever like we all have guns. We're going to set our guns down. You keep your gun, but only take off your jetpack, because you might need that later. Yeah, Sure. Well, did you read the thing with Robert Rodriguez where he said that they handed him a script that was like 14 pages long? Yeah, I
0: thought that was really interesting. (laughs) Favreau's just like, yeah, I wrote this last night. If you want to flesh it out, go ahead. I don't really care about the writing. Which (laughs) which made me like, I, I was like, at the end of this episode, I was like, wow, that was actually pretty decent. And then I saw you know written and directed by uh rick Fama famu Ywa. uh and i was like well that makes sense because like this dude wrote his own episode and he's clearly like more engaged in it than favreau was i don't favreau i don't know good good for you being the showrunner he just seems like he writes a script the night before and it's like 14 pages long and he's like good enough
1: which is fine for a small character drama yeah. um It's like a a little like Steven Soderbergh experiment on HBO. But I feel like Disney needs to like call up the line producer and be like, what are we doing here? Just imagine (laughs) if you had a writer's
0: room. I don't know. So I've been watching The Expanse lately, which is enjoyable. It's a good show to like watch while I'm on the cycle. at least, you know. It's not like too engaging that I'll like stop cycling. But Mm -hmm. it's like I I can just appreciate like, oh, this is like a, a normal competently run show where like, there's kind of these peaks and valleys in of the pacing and sometimes there's an episode where they just need to like fix their ship, but it doesn't feel like a filler episode because they're doing character development and you like, you care about the characters enough that you're not just like, let's get to the plot, you know, like, I don't know. I just, I wish this show had a little more of a TV vibe, I guess.
1: Did you get to the point on the expanse and and where it coalesces with real life news where you've discovered that one of your favorite members of the crew is a piece of shit in real life?
0: Uh, no, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, so I guess not.
1: So, and whatever the new, newer, not the season that's dropping now, but like mm-hmm. in the last season, like season 6, they have to drop the pilot. Oh, really? Because apparently he's been uh, um, being naughty huh. on set. Interesting, okay. It's a shame, because I really enjoyed that guy. Uh-huh. uh Hmm. he's got that incredibly weird like deep voice it's almost like, like a Texan accent a Texan
0: accent, yeah for the Martian interesting mm-hmm. uh, no not there I'm like uh, towards the end of season 3 but I don't know it's just your father and I yeah. think about like a typical TV show that's serialized you know like Buffy or Lost or whatever like there's a reason people don't complain about filler episodes of those shows because they're doing like character development yeah yeah <sighs> Except for the the one where Charlie is uh, the fire and water, that's a terrible episode. But mm.
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, um, I can't I can't wait till the Mando has to kick heroin in a, <laughs> in a flashback episode.
0: John Locke, it's all self righteous about it.
1: Uh better this year than last year, but you know, still carrying its flaws in an interesting way into season two. I mean, who even knows what's what the finale looks like? Because there's oh, only one more episode left, right? Yeah, this,
0: it's that was a penultimate episode. The finale is next um is it me and like i'm not just trying to say this because like, jana carano has like revealed herself to be a horrible person but i, I seriously think she's getting worse in the acting department like even, even if she was like a really good person in general i'd just be like man this acting is rough
1: i don't think that there's i don't know i mean i can't judge her on this episode because there's not much cara Dune in this episode it, it's just
0: every time she delivers a line it's just like she's reading off a cue card or something
1: like I kept wondering, like, was the writer director just being like, "Oh, I have to use Cara Dune." Well, mm-hmm. we'll see. <laughs> I mean,
0: I feel like I've seen more convincing porn actors. You know,
1: I feel like the uh, cosplay pilot guy might have been better. <laughs> yeah. Did you lose anybody?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the episode where it's just like the three directors like dorking out as X-wing pilots might have actually been better than Gina Carano.
1: Yeah. You you have. You have Ming-Na Wen. I don't know why you need Gina Carano.
0: Exactly. It's like, yeah, more ming to Wen, less Gina Carano. Ming like, seems like a more interesting character.
1: Or it's like, okay, you got me this asshole. We did our mission. I'm going to drop you back off at Navarro. <laughs> we good. Yeah. Me and my other man, half Mandalorian and, and this half robot chick with that creepy cyborg guts that freaks me out.
0: Yeah, what is going on there? Can she eat? Does she just not eat anymore? What's happening? does she poop does she just like i don't know inject like a, a nutrient paste into her stomach she just like oil herself up mm-hmm. uh. also how did boba fett like did he have that on his ship did he take her to like the space hospital Ser- seriously
1: yeah uh, was, so she- was
0: anakin just like a total chode for not getting a normal like replacement hand he like insisted on building his own like ugly droid hand
1: so, tell me, like, uh, what what is the best case medical, like, aid on Tatooine of mm-hmm. all places?
0: Was Obi-Wan the whole time like, you know, Anakin, we can get you a better arm. And he's just like, no, I built it myself. I'm being stubborn.
1: Well, I think I think Anakin's whole thing is that he wanted to remember that failure and, like, internalize it. And He probably, like, jerks off with that mm-hmm. robot hand. Ooh, got be careful Luke, with that. Oh, yeah. Whereas Luke, uh, I think, really wanted to, like, I don't know move past it in a way
0: right sure
1: um but uh there was a great comic years ago that i read where it brought up a point i never thought about like for you to get a robot arm you would need like 14 other surgeries across your body because it's like like your back needs to be strengthened like every other part of your body needs to be prepared to like because otherwise the moment you like make a fist of your robot arm you'll probably break your own spine <laughs> um Whatever.
0: <laughs> hey, one thing I notice, um, the whenever they like go to Gideon, his like deck officer is uh it's an actress. I think her name's like Katie something. Let me see. It's Katie O'Brien. Like mm-hmm. she's like it, you can't really tell because she's just in Imperial uniform the whole time, but like she's secretly like totally yoked. And it's like, could not she have been caratune, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. She's actually an actor and not a like a, a wrestler.
1: I mean it, it seems like she uh She's displaying some acting chops, even when she's playing like a robotic Imperial officer. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, also we're not even talking about the last part of the best part of last week's episode was the end when Baby Yoda's just flinging stormtroopers <laughs> around for fun. And yeah. Giancarlo Esposito just
0: acting against a puppet and clearly enjoying himself. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. really—I don't know—I feel like they that he is undeveloped. We we should have gotten like like a whole episode where he's in it like the whole time. You know, other than like the if finale. They kill him next week. Yeah it seems too soon. Maybe they will, I don't know, but I mean, I mean
1: especially if it's like a thing where he dies and then like the epilogue is just like Grand Admiral Thrawn's gonna take over as the big bad. It's like ugh
0: well because like, as I mentioned like the the kind of the canon and the timeline earlier, it kind of seems like they established this whole initial post return of the Jedi timeline where it's like the empire is just completely wiped out within a year. And now they're kind of like, just kidding, maybe not because we want to do like the Imperial remnant storylines. So, you know, we can kind of pilfer from the old books and, and EU material. Like it kind of seems like they're walking that back now where they like mm-hmm. suddenly the empire is like a lot more present than we'd been given to believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, just like a little moment I, I enjoy. Just when they actually drive into the base, and there's just all the imperial guys like saluting them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of fascinating. Um,
0: I was kind of annoyed that Bill Burr wouldn't put his helmet back on. Like that was bugging me.
1: Yeah. Well, so she says as they get out of the vehicle, which they park that vehicle in a way where like no one else can get in <laughs> or out. He's fucking stop in the middle. <laughs> yeah. But like, there's like thirty other people wearing just helmets. It's like you could easily put your helmet back on. I know the show really adopted the. Uh, it's a big helmet culture mm-hmm. in the Star Wars Galaxy, except when we cast somebody who's gonna be doing scenes of Armando, Mando, well, at first, they're always gonna take their helmet at off. At first
0: I was like, Well, maybe it's because it's the same outfit they want you to be able to tell who Mando is, but like there's an easy fix there. Just have the like the pilot and you know, driver and co pilot or whatever have like different helmets. Mm-hmm. You know, have like one be a stormtrooper and the other be like the, the tank driver or whatever. Like it would have been easy to tell them apart, but I guess we, we gotta repay him that Bill Burr money. You Gotta see his face.
1: Bill Burr money, yeah. Makes you really appreciate Carl Urban that, being like that
0: scraggly red beard.
1: Carl Urban being like, uh, yeah, I'll be Judge Dredd. I'll keep that helmet on the entire time. Yeah, Bill Burr doing that thing that you do when uh you realize the battle is lost on top of your head. You just mm-hmm. you just burn the entire forest down. <laughs> uh
0: but yeah, I don't know. I just it, it, I wish they would go recruit like I don't know Jane Espenson or something like somebody who's like a pro at television like actual TV not just like we brought in a film dude and like he likes the idea of doing a a TV show but he's not going to like commit to the structure of TV at all you know Well he he likes moments. Yeah.
1: But not like episodes, yeah.
0: Yeah, just somebody who understands like how to a craft a really well, solid TV show to like Have that development, have the the kind of pacing highs and lows as you go on.
1: The kind of thing that I think totally works in a a Saturday morning cartoon, but fell extremely flat in a in a live action TV show to me, is his like call to Gideon at the end. He's just like, You don't know what that thing means to me. It's like, no, we don't. We do not know what it means to you.
0: Well, and also like, why I was just like, Why is Moff Gideon letting him have like the emperor setting for his hologram like why didn't he just like make mm-hmm. him with a little tiny little you know uh, hand size hologram or something just to belittle him
1: uh, I like to think that he just he hacked it
0: mm-hmm. Gaines like well I guess I'm just gonna let this guy cuck me on the bridge of my starship
1: yeah. oh damn he hacked me he's he's called in on god mode mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We really should go back, and uh I wish they had some kind of—I mean, classic Star Wars too. Let's get an episode of The Mandalorian explains why Snoke has the ginormous hologram in Force Awakens.
0: Well, so that's in um in the, the the various books and whatnot. They would they would like make reference to like the Emperor had a special setting for his hologram, where nice. it's fucking gigantic. To scare scares shit out of people.
1: Nice, nice. Uh, um. So I think we can probably pivot from that to talking about. Yeah,
0: well, I think a, a good pivot here because I think a lot of our frustrations with this show, we kind of wonder, are we going to be getting more of the same? Because they announced a shit ton of TV shows. And it's like, are you going to have actual TV people running those shows? Or is this going to be more what we're doing? I guess we we know who the showrunners are for a few of these, but not many of them, I don't think.
1: Mm. So the one that I'm least interested in is Rangers of the New Republic. Well,
0: I guess it depends on who's in it because if that is a Kara show, we yeah. need to read the fucking room, Disney.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: in general, I don't know. It's first of all, okay, I have so many things to say about these TV shows. Um, do you want to go down the list first or how do, how do you want to do this?
1: Well, I mean, uh, you probably should just do one and, and rant and then yeah. do the well, next one.
0: So I guess we should mention that they've announced Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka. Which are planned to do crossovers with the Mandalorian in future seasons. Yeah. So now we know we have that to quote unquote look forward to. Um, so maybe that's how they will bring Thrawn in, in a larger story. I don't know. I kind of feel like they're it, the what the biggest the issue with the Mandalorian the season is that it's been loaded down with like backdoor pilots every other episode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's it's going to make it better that suddenly it has to like work with the same continuity of two other shows
1: i mean but the ahsoka show though was a proper backdoor pilot like it made sense to me um they haven't given me anything that i want to see in rangers of the new republic at all because so far the only new
0: republic interactions we've got have been from these like x-wing traffic cops you know it's like the stadies or something like i don't know i don't really want to follow those dudes around for a whole show
1: yeah Especially since, like, the New Republic is like the least examined thing in Force Awakens, and it's just there's this thing that you're going to be thinking about the whole
0: time. It's like, well, where the fuck are Luke and Han and Leia and Chewie and Lando? You know, like,
1: yeah, yeah. where are
0: our heroes? You know, if we're we're talking about the New Republic, were they just busy the whole time? Are they in meetings? Like, why do we have the B Squad?
1: Yeah, especially since it seems like it's a really interesting story with Leia, like, eventually, like, leaving the uh, new republic to like start her own basically like terrorist organization mm-hmm. a
0: paramilitary right. group yeah
1: I mean I guess that wouldn't happen for like 15-ish years in this timeline but whatever
0: yeah so it's i don't know to me that then you, you just start running into the the problem of your you're butting up against established story and so you have to do this can wavy like well, we don't know. Maybe Luke and Leia were busy in another part of the galaxy, so only Ahsoka could help out in this situation that called for a Jedi. And you're just like, yank, fucking yank, man. Like, we all know what you're really doing. You're just reconning.
1: Well, the, the, the only way that, the, that these, I don't know, the thing that could save them, that would give me faith anyways, would be the question of who would be the Jedi that would show up for Grogu. If you could answer that interestingly, it's like, okay. Is I there any answer leeway.
0: other than Luke that would make sense?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, the very talented artists of Twitter would tell me it's little baby Ben Solo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that just uh, seems wildly irresponsible of Ahsoka to just be like, I don't want to have to deal with this shit. Just go here and summon a Jedi or maybe we'll get a Sith. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not training him.
1: Oh, I mean, I would... I would kind of love it if it was the Sith. I mean, that would be so fucking bold. It'd be so wild. It'd be bold,
0: but we're just like, what are we doing? Because there's not, there's Luke is starting a new academy, and there aren't any Sith. You know, like it just. If if there had been no sequel trilogy, this would be more engaging because we don't know what's going to happen. But now it just feels like it's either going to be disappointing because the canon doesn't permit it, or it'll be a retcon.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, also, I think the problem with this slate is that there's nothing post Rise of Skywalker. There
0: might be. So it depends okay. on how you interpret certain phrasing, yeah.
1: Okay. Um, also, as we should say, just get it out of the way, I mean, everyone knows this, no Ryan Johnson mentioned.
0: Not mentioned, but the, the article is still up there on stores.com, so hope springs eternal. Maybe he's just going to be busy with nice out too for a while. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's get into the rundown. We mentioned The Mandalorian will have a season three, well, obviously, that comes out on Christmas of next year.
1: The thing I'll say about Ahsoka is... I did not find her particularly interesting in her backdoor pilot Mandalorian, though the clips that I have watched um, from like the last season of Clone Wars and stuff like that, they were actually doing something with that character. Like she is the main character of the Clone Wars cartoon. She is the one of the the most journey, I think, from beginning to end. Because she has
0: to be, because the stories are right. established for the other characters.
1: Right, right, right. But I... On one hand, even though I don't vibe with what he does, I do think that Filoni is at least a showrunner. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he will... It, it may not be the, the arc that I want, but he will at least attempt something, I presume. Not that I think that he's set himself up for success with that episode of The Mandalorian. But there's... I don't know. I, uh, I don't care.
0: Yeah. Um, so the, the besides beside The Mandalorian, the two other shows kind of like in that time period are this Rangers of the New Republic show, which by the way is an awful title. Like what the fuck? Yeah. All the titles they have here, almost all of them are just awful. Just flat out. Like who the fuck came up with that? Like, do you have a marketing department? Um but
1: oh, right, no, no consistency. No Andor. Yeah. Andor, Andor and Andor everyone could know. Andor,
0: are you fucking kidding me? Andor? Oh man, can't wait to go watch Andor.
1: Jesus also, Christ. Also, I don't know, maybe I'm dumb, but a uh, little too close to Endor.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just, Star Wars andor. like, are you serious?
1: Jesus but, Christ. But I mean, then to be full on Obi-Wan Kenobi and presumably in a time period where he's going by Ben? I mean, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why isn't it just called Kenobi? I haven't gone by that name no, since oh, before you were born, except for that yeah. one
0: time that we needed another IP. Oh, except for those four machine. episodes,
1: <laughs> which may or may not have featured your dad. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay, so Rangers of the New Republic. Um,
1: but, don't but know that... what it's
0: about. Sounds like it's going to be some sort of B-Squad New Republic show where han and luke and leo will perpetually be like they just left the room or something i don't know you I mean, just missed them
1: i what i'll say about that though is that i feel like right now it's just a title and it's like seriously yeah it's like okay uh you there you're gonna run the show it's just a title and you're like well at least i've got some wide open space you know what i kind of feel <laughs> like
0: i feel like that was supposed to be the Cardine show and then disney's like oof oof Maybe maybe we have fucked up here. So we're just gonna call it Rangers of the New Republic and we'll we'll figure out who's in that show later. But like What are Rangers? Who cares? Yeah.
1: TPD. mm mm-hmm. TPD of the New Republic, yeah.
0: I don't know why that isn't the Rogue Squadron show, but whatever. Uh and then there's Ahsoka, which is seemingly just like here you go, Dave have fun do your show well
1: i mean i'm sorry i'm glad to get him out of mandalorian
0: i mean that's my hope is that he can just keep him busy with that you go you just go do your ahsoka show um let's see next up on the list star wars the bad batch who could fucking care
1: so I watched this trailer um the only thing that's interesting about it to me uh, not interesting enough that i would want a whole show about it is just the the you know uh, republic forces being consumed into and modified into imperial forces again. I don't need a whole show about that. And I would think that these that the, if these guys stand out in some fashion, I would think that wouldn't coalesce with the rest of the blank uniform mm-hmm. imperial yeah. model. Well,
0: I feel like there's a there's a general theme with most of these shows where it's just hey, you like this thing. Here's more of this thing. You know, it's it's it it feels incredibly commercially driven and kind of cynical. It's just here's here's more of the thing you like. It's their story was over, but wait, no, it's not because here's you know some extra prequel that we're going to tell uh just because we need content. And I eat, like Star eat, Wars. Eat up this content, you pigs.
1: Like a Star Wars is a, one of those like chocolate oranges that you like throw it in the ground and mm-hmm. then like it splits and you just here's here's a piece for everyone and they're all kind of. Blah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you like the Soka. Here's more Soka.
1: Yeah, you you little shit pigs. Yeah. Oh, you like the Clone Wars. Mud. Here's here's just
0: more Clone Wars shit. It's the Bad Batch. It's just yeah. more of what you
1: like. <laughs> I mean, good for Tamara Morrison. <laughs> yeah. Keep those actually. I'm not even in. sure if he
0: does the voice on that show for the clones or not. I think it might be
1: someone else. Is the batch so bad that they have different voices?
0: <laughs> I. I think actually that it, it's a different voice doing the clones and clone wars.
1: Okay. I mean it's um it's kinda of comical it's just the an idea of a, a squadron of clones have their own show and like a single actor has to voice like five to six characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an actor who I don't know if he's primarily known for voice work outside of Star Wars.
0: Yeah, anyway. I mean he's done other stuff, I know, but I think, most I think he's people, done
1: like live action stuff, right? I believe so, yeah. Anyway.
0: Andor. Andor. Is that what we're up to now? Yeah, Star Wars Andor. The stupidest. I mean, we already knew this was coming, but that they're calling it Andor. Um I watched like the sizzle reel. It just looked like hey, you guys like X-wings and TIE fighters and and walkers. Here's more of that. I don't know. I don't get the point of this. Maybe maybe like the the head writer of the show had this like amazing idea for a show. And it was like, well, we have to force it into like an existing character, so they went with Diego Luna, but I do not have high hopes for this show.
1: So the most interesting part of the sizzle reel to me is that he is credited as actor and executive producer. I
0: mean, sometimes that just means they got to throw in a little extra sugar to get the actor back, you know?
1: Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's Diego Luna. Does he have a whole lot else going on? I guess I know he's been in some acclaimed projects, but... Mm -hmm. It's not like he's, you know, Gail Garcia. There were like three
0: (laughs) people who saw Rogue One and were like, I got to have more Cassian Andor. Um, Why
1: isn't the show called Cassian? That's a more interesting name.
0: Why isn't, I don't know. The the branding is so bad. Like, like it's like they're marketing only to like Star Wars fans, basically. You know, it's like they're just crawling up their own asshole at these shows being like, we just need to like milk our, our core fan base for all they're worth rather than be like, hey, do you guys want new audiences? You know, do you want to because like Star Wars has it's like a pretty big general audience favorite. It's not just the hardcore fans, but like you're going to get the just the the people who'd go see Force Awakens opening weekend because it's a big event. Are they going to watch Andor? I don't think so.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, but shouldn't all these shows be called Star Wars colon whatever? I guess, yeah. Um, but it it seems to imply that this is called Star Wars: Colon Andor, and the Obi Wan show is just called Obi Wan
0: Kenobi. No, I think it's Star Wars: Colon Only Obi Wan Kenobi.
1: That's a lot of that's a lot of grammar. In, yeah, uh, a show. But I mean, honestly, this is a dumb title. I would actually be happier if it was called Rogue Zero. <laughs> it would actually make sense in a lot of ways.
0: It would. It uh, would make. I don't know. I I guess there's probably like legal or contractual or whatever reasons like if if this was all just star wars anthologies and like sometimes it was about the mandalorian and sometimes it was about obi-wan and whatever like i don't know if it was it was just like an anthology show where it was everything it was just one show just you get what you want uh you know different characters and different time periods that would make more sense to me
1: which is what i would definitely be pitching personally with rangers of the new republic
0: yeah yeah Uh. because i don't see why that needs to be a different show necessarily it seems like they have some sort of general idea for a storyline mm. that's it, it, all kind of five years after return of the jedi that has the mandalorian that has ahsoka and that has rangers of the new public or the fuck they are like that should just be one show i don't see why it needs to be three shows
1: yeah yeah um then the show that i'm i'm in my own way the most excited for though i'm not crazy about the time period the acolyte yeah
0: i really wish this was either further back like old republic or like in the future yeah the the whole high republic thing is kind of like eh this is a this is the russian doll creator leslie headlands show it's set during the high republic era which is like 200 years before the prequels mm-hmm. and it kind of just i don't know I wonder, did it have to be set during the High Republic, or were they like, "Hey, we we need to move some High Republic merch, so we need to make sure your show is set during that time period."
1: So, what is the what is the the the, the behind the scenes drive of High Republic on Lucasfilm's part? Is it to do you like a Game of Thrones and Star Wars? So it's it seems like it's mostly
0: a, a big story group push for like the books and comics and shit like that, and mm-hmm. it's like. This is the the High Republic is like, I don't know, back when the Republic was like pretty good before they like started like ossify and become shitty. Like we saw them in the prequels. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the Jedi are in their prime. And then like there's some sort of big kind of disaster that happens to do with like hyperspace or something. It's like, I don't know, some sort of like uh, disaster in hyperspace that like affects a lot of the planets and whatnot. And like that's like the inciting incident. Uh, of the the story that they're telling about the High Republic here, um, it doesn't. It, it's a total retcon because I'm sure there's going to be like dark Jedi or Sith or whatever in it, even though they shouldn't be according to like existing plot lines. Um, I mean, if there's Jedi, they have to have people to lightsaber like, fight against,
1: right? Um, of course. And if they could somehow get them in an arena where a hundred thousand faceless people are just like horny to watch it sure why not
0: I get, my big problem with this i i don't really love the era i wish it was older but like if if he told me okay the high republic it's going to be like it's going to be 9 novels over 3 years i'd be like okay i can consume that that makes sense to me but no it's not going to be that it's going to be like A bunch of novels but then it's also going to be like some comic books and there's going to be some like junior novels too but it's all part of the same story like you got to give me something to aim at you know like it just it doesn't really feel like you have a story to tell so much as like you're creating a a, like a merchandising platform
1: isn't that kind of though they dressed it up differently wasn't that kind of what they were doing with like the yuzan
0: but that was all one series like you could just Mm -hmm. read it from beginning to end there was no like well, you got to go read this comic for like part of it. And then there's like a kid's book you got to read. You know, it's just like, it's just a bunch of books. And you can start at the, the beginning and go to the end. And that's the story.
1: I, I, when you get to the numbers that that thing had, I just don't believe it's, it's necessary. There's no way that like. It definitely the, went on too long. It's like 21 books or something. Yeah. But like, there's no way you're going to tell me like, oh, this series has to be 22 books. I mean, like, no, it doesn't. It but needs they, to be 12. They learned
0: from that because the next big series they did were like nine books or 12 books. And it was like, it's somewhat, you know, planned out and sketched. So you go, okay, well, I just need to read this and I've consumed the series. You know, this will be the main story they're traveling for the next two to three years. And that's what I can be into. But it's not like, it's not so much work that you got to go like hunt down a certain comic here or there to like know what's going on with the side story or, you know, technically there's like this kid's book, but it's in the same canon as the rest of stuff. So you have to like read a book for babies. To you know, like mm. keep up on the plot, I don't know. But just that's. I, I wish the High Republic felt more like they have a, like a really good story idea, and not more of like they need a platform to sell
1: things. But I mean, if you're telling me that it has an inciting incident outside in hyperspace and it affects their way of life, and that ultimately their culture and society have to change, I feel like you have a really good single novel there. Like I, I feel like I'm very curious about that. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of concerned. Like you said, does it have to be set in High Republic or did she have this idea Did they push her into High Republic? The
0: Acolyte, yeah.
1: And then is she, Leslie Headland like now beholden uh-huh. to these
0: books? Or is it going to be another situation where they, they're going to claim it's all canon and it won't totally make sense and we'll all feel like fucking suckers for going and reading the High Republic books, which don't really have anything to do with the story, the TV show?
1: Because the way Cause that's I how I felt it. after
0: watching fucking Rebels for two and a half seasons, I'm like, wait a minute, this is stupid bullshit that has nothing to do with the sequel trilogy.
1: Because uh, I know J.J. Abrams obviously, like we talked about in this podcast, was not taking phone calls no. from from the story group for you know like the first movie, but uh, you know famously, like Ryan Johnson took their calls and met with them and listened to them. But I still interpret it as hi i'm ryan johnson i'm the director writer of the mm-hmm. of a sequel trilogy movie i take a shit then you guys write through the ripples basically yeah I you mean, know that's, and, and that's, they had that's, to that's really eat
0: shit on the rise of skywalker because of that because jj was just like i don't give a fuck i've got the Whoa. writer of batman v superman here and we're just gonna do our own thing
1: oh chris terrio just won some kind of award too oh my For, god what sucking I don't know, but it was like something for like innovation or something outrageous. (laughs) Innovative
0: ways to destroy a
1: franchise? Um, I'd have to go back through like the tweets that I've liked, but it was pretty hilarious because like the someone did a screen cap thing or it was just like we're announcing this award. It's like for something for like innovation and diversity and they show... (laughs) At first I thought it was funny because they showed the follow-up tweet, which was like, here are these three white white writers and Mm -hmm. I was like, diversity, huh? And then I looked at the last one and I was like, oh, Chris Terrio, that's the punchline. Oh, shit. Um, But... J.J. Abrams went into that movie, though. He's like fighting a war on two fronts because he's like fighting or three fronts because really he's fighting against like the, the fan, the progressive fans that you should be courting. He's fighting against a story group and he's like fighting against Ryan Johnson. And it's like, that's not you're not going to tell a successful story from that standpoint. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that uh, tragedy that movie is, but I don't know. Do, do you remember that, that that Marvel used to have a story group and that their, their movies got way better once they got rid of their story group? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, like yeah. in phase two is just kind of a disaster and they're like hey we finally like punted that ike perlmutter asshole uh out of the uh the marvel Studios stuff and kevin feige is just going to be like the main dude who runs everything and there's no story group anymore and wow miraculously it got better
1: at least not that we hear about it anymore there might still be but we just don't hear about it mm-hmm. but uh do you know what the the common denominator between these two franchises is uh what's that favreau still that's true
0: yeah also in the, the similar situation yeah
1: I mean Favreau is an interesting guy in the sense that I feel like I don't know he gets a lot of big shots that he doesn't fail but like they're not huge successes and then he somehow he he rides them into the next big thing
0: mm-hmm. um, and then he goes and makes cowboys versus aliens yeah <sighs>
1: yeah true but I mean like is he is he I'm presuming he has a small role in Spider-Man 3 of everyone else yeah i don't know it doesn't it, i just
0: not to be just you know an old or anything but like it just feels like lately all media is just like hey you like this thing here's more of that thing mm-hmm. you remember this from your childhood we're just giving you more of it all your favorite spider-man characters are going to be in it all the other it's just it just feels so pandering and indulgent it's like is this what entertainment is well now? it's just pure pandering
1: but I think also the Spider-Man live action movies, and I've kind of felt like this was going to happen eventually, was they're I think a little obsessed at the almost universal acclaim of that Miles Morales animated movie. You yeah, know I mean? Like they're they're really be. chasing that a little bit. They want to steal back I a mean. little bit of that. I know most, I know you most people it.
0: won't agree with me. The the thing I like the least about the uh, Miles Morales movie was the Spider Verse stuff. I just wanted a Miles Morales movie. I don't give a fuck about Nick Cage. It's like weird nor Spider Man. Um, mm. But yeah, it seems like I mean, it's it, Sony is involved in this too, not just Marvel Studios. So I'm sure they're like, hey, people like this. Let's just do more of this. We have no creativity at all.
1: Because my my thought initially was, was, you know, it's not a. Spider-Man tangent here. My initial thought was like, what if they're doing some kind of bullshit uh, jokey thing like Marvel used to do or it's like uh, Peter Parker meets with the two guys who are supposed to be playing Spider-Man in a movie and mm. it's like, it's between Tobey Maguire and, and uh, Andrew Garfield and like it's just like a jokey cameo. And then I think Feige came out and said like, oh shit, hell yeah, we're doing the Spider-Verse or multiverse. So whatever, whatever. But I mean, like, I think even, I think even my beloved Emma Stone's in it. Yes, yeah, Gwen Stacy.
0: Everyone's in that movie. So Molina, yeah. Congratulations yeah. to them. Yeah, I didn't really need to see Doc Ock and Melina again, but sure.
1: Um anyway, also the sh- the back to Star Wars. The show's called the Alkalite. That just sounds interesting. I don't know what's going on there, but the Acolyte. i I
0: I'm wondering if maybe I could end up enjoying the show a lot more if I just completely ignored everything else from the High Republic and pretended it took place in the far. Well you or should something. you should be able to enjoy it that way, shouldn't you? You should be able to, yeah. Um I mean that that's the one yeah. that sounds the most interesting for sure. It's you know, it's about seemingly like a Sith acolyte or something. Um it's, it's Is supposed it? to be female led, yeah. It's um you know, Russian dolls, Leslie Headland. It's a very different type of voice than you normally get in Star Wars, so fingers crossed.
1: I hope that doesn't mean that she'll be out of whatever they're doing for these successive Russian doll seasons, if that's still going. I mean, I know she's only like one of the co-creators, but mm-hmm. I mean she's the she's the juice behind mm-hmm. the show. <laughs> Not to take away from the other two ladies, but she's the real juice. I, I mean, just,
0: I want a show that isn't just constantly like, hey, it's that thing you like. We, we we did it. We made the reference, you know, like, tell me a good story set in the universe.
1: Yeah. Well, honestly, like Boba Fett and Mandalorian could be a droid. Yeah. <laughs> that I would think that if you're whatever whatever that looks like, if you're a Boba Fett purist, you might be a little upset. But no, they just want to see the, somebody wearing the armor. They yeah. just want to see oh, Tony did the sonic job.
0: charges and made the sound. I yeah, clapped. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so next, Hayden Christensen's returning as Darth Vader in the Obi Wan Kenobi show, which doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, I had nothing against Hayden. I think he was uh, poorly used by George Lucas. I mean, all the actors really got screwed. I feel like by Lucas of the prequels, even, even Ewan McGregor is like really struggling to like find a, an engaging, you know, angle on Obi-Wan. So I had nothing, I like, I like the idea of him being welcomed back by, you know, the star Wars fans, but it just, it doesn't really make sense in this particular context. Like it, it made a ton of sense for him to be in episode nine as a force Ghost, But uh, JJ was like, no, I'll just have him record a voiceover instead.
1: I, uh, I, again, I saw a great tweet uh, where someone captured the perfect storyline of, of Ewan McGregor fucking hates all this world. Would wish you would leave him the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. Stop asking him to sign things that you're just going to sell on eBay. Then Ewan McGregor gets divorced and he's paying a fortune <laughs> to his now ex-wife. Now Ewan McGregor is he still with stores. Is
0: he still, still with Mary Elizabeth with Winsett? Is that still happening? As far as, I know. as far as I know. His daughter is like friends with like one of the PLL people or something. I don't know. Like every so often on Instagram, I'll see like She'll be like tagged and somebody else I follows uh uh Instagram stuff. It's very very odd.
1: I was gonna ask you her name and then I was just like, What is she like? Or what's her name? Like Sally Kenobi? And then I was like, Oh wait, that's not <laughs> a strong name. <laughs> I
0: just it it would make a ton of sense for like, I don't know, like flashbacks or dream sequences or something yes, to have yes, Hayden in it. Yes. But like it's stupid to put Hayden in the Darth Vader suit because he's like he's too slender and you know, what would be the point? You just get like, you know, hire a bodybuilder or something, and then like James Earl Jones does the voice, so like what is Hayden doing? Like it says he's returning as Darth Vader, not as Anakin Skywalker. So I, I don't understand it. Maybe they're just like occasionally gonna have Darth Vader take his helmet off and he'll be like all burned and gross. And it's like, hey, look, it's it's actually Hayden. I don't I don't get it at all.
1: <sighs> yeah, that's dumb.
0: And and they, they seem to there's some quote about like, oh, they're gonna like have another swing at each other. Like, I really don't want to see them fight again. Like I know you can be like. Well, technically, we never knew that the, the, it was the first time meeting in the New Hope since the. That's like, dumb. Yeah, it's yes, stupid. it was. Stop, stop ruining your existing stories just to like retcon in like new IP. Like, just just leave it
1: alone. <laughs> if I was um, if I was Disney Plus, I would also announce a uh, behind the scenes like journalism show about like the controversy of like JJ Abrams coming in and like whatever the rewrites were. For rise of skywalker and like it's whatever like, like a, whatever a no-holds-barred act a no-holds-barred yeah. documentary
0: about what the fuck happened to create but like, that own
1: it mm-hmm. fucking own it. and i you know you could start this off you could do a test run for the show of like a show that just digs into like the christmas special mm-hmm. and like what the fuck went wrong there like really dive in there because it wasn't there the whole the conspiracy theory was that there was supposed to be a convention with ian mcdermott and uh, hayden christensen and then it got canceled last minute i,
0: I recall something about that they're supposed to appear somewhere and then they didn't yeah
1: and then presumably, like the timeline is like that's when E. McDermott would have been spirited away to England for like the set of Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. But yeah, I, I don't know this Obi Wan show.
1: We'll so they also, see. It
0: sounds like it's only going to be like four or six episodes or something. So it won't I was they long. also
1: like they like cut down the episode order when the show got pushed back a year, right? Well, yeah, and they're
0: they're using some new terminology like limited series and then event series. I don't know what it means. What there. I assume event series is shorter than limited series.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, if let's just jump ahead to star Wars Lando, I'm assuming you're not going to get Donald Glover for like a multi-season show. Well, yeah,
0: well, let's real quick, a droid story. What the fuck is this? I don't know. It's, it sounds like a show for babies. It's like a new hero alongside R2D2 and C3PO. I don't even know if that's live action. It probably isn't. Um, whatever, not for me.
1: Um, BB, I mean, we only have BB-8 already and uh, mm-hmm. everyone's least favorite cash cow, Dio. Mm.
0: Then we have Star Wars Lando, which is this is the one they're calling a new event series coming to Disney Plus. I don't know what what that means. And I, I'm a little suspicious because they didn't announce any casting. Like they didn't say Donald Glover's coming back as Lando. They also didn't yeah. say it's Billy Dee Williams as Lando. So I'm like I'm not even sure if they said it would be live action or not. So I'm just kind of like side-eyeing it until i know more about it
1: well it's interesting so at the same you know basically investor upfronts um this is the first time that they've officially been able to say tatiana maslany is she hulk Mm -hmm. because all of the announcements the quote-unquote official announcements we've been getting about tatiana maslany these last few months when people go to her she has denied them because she has to it's stupid yeah yeah um like admittedly denied them Mm -hmm. so I don't know if it's just like we're at a point where we need to announce this, but we haven't, but we haven't the locked T's. in uh,
0: Donald Glover yet or something but it's, like that.
1: It's going to be Donald Glover. I Just the only thing about it is I think he just signed some deal to like do the next two seasons of Atlanta back-to-back. Mm-hmm. I mean, Donald Glover is at least smart enough at the point where he's like, if I'm gonna be the driver, I wanna be the driver. I wanna be well, also like the guy under the hood and like Donald you know, Glover the
0: doesn't need to do Lando. You know? So no, it's like no. if he's coming back, he's going to want some amount of control over it, I imagine. Now I think this was the one Am I is it was it this or Ranger the New Public? The the showrunner for the Dear White People show is doing one of these two shows. Like, I think
1: it's Lando. Is it Lando? Lando. Okay.
0: So but, the, a showrunner, that's a, a good sign. They you know, they've actually hired a showrunner instead of just like a director to do things,
1: yeah. I mean, but I think Donald Glover like show runs Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, so I, I would think that you know whatever deal Diego luno has got, I, I would feel like Donald Glover. I would hope. Would I, I would more. fucking hope, man. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but I'm uh, like the the fact that they haven't really said what it is. I'm just kind of like, I think I like it, but like I don't know. Are they are they about to recast Lando on us, or is this going to be like yeah. an animated thing, or or what is it exactly? It sounds it's like a, it sounds like they don't have anything for it yet. They're just like Lando. There you go. We'll put that up on a, a screen and say that's one of our new shows coming.
1: Well, and let let people go crazy over it, and mm-hmm. then we'll just ride the high I'll and figure play. it out later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like if it was like. a uh, uh, each episode's bookended by live-action Billy D. Williams. Like did I ever tell you the story about blah blah blah? And it's like animated from there. Well, and then it,
0: and then it's called Star Wars: The Calrissian Chronicles, which would be a much better name than Star Wars Lando. Which like, yeah. are you seriously going to call that the name of the show? Like that's so weird. Um, yeah. I don't, especially after doing the whole Calrissian Chronicles bit in Solo, like that was like kind of tailor-made. Like, oh, that should be a TV show. And they're like, no, we'll call it Lando. Um which by the way, the Acolyte, uh there's a other title there. Eh, it still seems kind of vague to me. Star Wars, the Acolyte, I don't know.
1: I don't know. It sounds fun to me. It's, it's I mean it's like
0: better, it's at least intriguing. Um the but, mystery I'll take that mystery over Andor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Again, just Andor, last name. Lando mm-hmm. first name. Yeah, Obi know. Wan Kenobi. <laughs> what what the
0: f Ahsoka, yeah um and then rangers of the new republic what are you doing disney
1: yeah i mean i i'm thrilled that it's not called cara dune or just yeah. i don't know what you could do here you can't call it dune you can't call i mean dune can, you Rising, call it yeah. cara? can you call it cara i don't know yeah
0: uh the, the, the other thing about all these announcements they're making is that it's all over the timeline which to me i just i still think it would make so much more sense if stars could pick one timeline i know they won't because that would force them to like move away from IP that they want to mine. But like I, I think there's a reason that the Marvel show sounds so much more exciting is it's like it's the next chapter in those character stories. It's not like, oh we're just gonna go back and do a prequel about, you know, Falcon or whatever. You know, like that would be weird. You know, like it's like no, this, well, is, this is next up in the story, of The Falcon and the
1: Winter Soldier is this show. A single prequel so far for Marvel movies that presumably is going to set up at least the future of a character. The Black oh, Widow, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so we're going to get. And like, I think Black that's, Widow like, too. that's
0: one of the biggest uh, kind of detractor points to the Black Widow movie is that the character's already dead, and so it's like it would be so much better if this was uh, not a prequel, basically.
1: But but you're going to find out that this is essentially not just uh, um, N- Natasha's it's origin. It's going set up Yelena, yeah. Yeah, it's like Florence Pugh's. But but, Pugh's but still, now, that's like two different Marvel Marvel shows. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it it could be better had they planned it out more. So like if if all these shows were taking place in the same continuity, these Star Wars shows, and it was like this is you know what's happening going forward, I think it would be more interesting.
1: Plus, I just wondered too: is are are some of these franchises, and these corporate entities, just like had they gone a little insane during quarantine yeah. too? Yeah, <laughs> like, ten shows. Like Oh boy!
0: It, yeah, it's <laughs> but, just like we're here's a bunch of content you fucking pigs eat it up.
1: We're just we're just gonna Taylor Swift you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I just got a I just got a text saying the Supreme Court won't take the Texas lawsuit. and
0: their fucking faces. Good. Fuck them.
1: I hope. Fuck you, I, I mean, Ted
0: Cruz and Dan Crenshaw.
1: This fucking Dan Crenshaw, but. Uh, this is a uh, this is relevant though because we're essentially watching the end, potentially watching the end of our own, you know, old republic here.
0: It really feels like society is just circling the drain, and maybe we've bought ourselves a few years. But uh, what what are we doing? We're just uh, throwing a bunch of uh, comic book and Star Wars IP property at the wall and uh, watching democracy slowly fade away.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thanks E-P-Mass to uh, entertained. Mitch McConnell, who, like you said, is an utter utter Palpatine toady. Why isn't there just a fucking Palpatine show at this point? Young Palpatine, Palpatine Fox. Young Pal- Pal- Palpatine Fox, yes. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, like we were talking before we started recording. You want to squeeze Matt Smith into everything? There you go. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he rumored to be playing Young Palpatine yeah, or a clone? In- that More grist
0: for the, uh, the Star Wars behind the scenes show that you pitched.
1: I mean, I want to say There's a Marvel behind-the-scenes documentary show on Disney Plus that I haven't watched, and I
0: know Disney in particular does not like airing its its shit in public, so it's just never going to happen.
1: And I know that they got some controversy because one of the ones was about a writer, and he was talking about writing the Marvel way or something like that, Mm -hmm. uh, like Dan Slott, and like people were up up in arms about you know the Marvel way in a modern context. But yeah, I think it's secretly it's secretly just. You know, repurposing interest back into your brand. I mean, because that's what it is. It's it's a Disney thing. There's going to be branding. It's going to happen. The nice thing about Disney usually is that it just feels good, like the way they do it usually. I mean, just, I mean we went to to Disneyland. Like like that yeah. shit. Some of that shit just felt right. Like the way they handled the lightsaber school was fun.
0: Well, you look at like all the MCU shows that they announced. It kind of feels like they're all rowing in the same direction. Whereas with Star Wars, it's just they're just flinging shit at the wall. And it's just like, here's something for everyone more than like, it just doesn't feel like they really know what they're doing entirely. They're like, sure, uh, the Lando show, we'll do that too.
1: Did they announce any Marvel movies or was it just TV shows?
0: Uh, Let me look at this little thing. I did see that the thing that looked the most hilarious to me is that one of the uh, new shows that Disney is making for Disney Plus is called Zootopia Plus. That just seems so fucking corporate. It's hilarious to me. Like oh, <laughs> they're oh. just calling their show. It'd be like, oh, here's Star Wars Plus, guys. Yeah. Um, let's see the movies. Uh, they've confirmed that they will not recast Chadwick Boseman uh, to T'Challa well, character.
1: <laughs> what are they gonna do about Shuri now?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what? Maybe actors just shouldn't tweet ever. It'd probably be better it's, for everyone.
1: I feel so bad for her because she is talented, but like you were just handed the crown. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. tragically,
0: <laughs> <laughs> all you had to do was not tweet crazy anti-vax conspiracy theories. uh oh, So Jesus. a third Ant-Man movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp colon quantum quantumania yeah yeah okay and it's gonna have all the usual people plus Jonathan Majors Pfeiffer. as King. Yeah.
1: And, right, yeah 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 they did this movies okay uh, i was forgetting
0: i mean most of this we already kind of knew like the doctor strange movie is going to tie into wandavision and the spider-man movie
1: but, yeah, Rachel And richard McAdams. oh and returning.
0: oh and um and fantastic four that was like the new one that they kind of officially announced oh
1: with the with the guy from spider-man
0: Oh, director yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah okay
0: oh and they also there's gonna be an i am groot tv show and like a guardians of the galaxy holiday special Fucking mm. Moon Knight and She Hulk and Miss Marvel. Oh, they they announced that Miss Marvel will be in the the Captain Marvel two movie. Mm. She'll have she'll i know, it.
1: I know. There's some real controversy with some of the casting, uh, like some of the other cast on mm-hmm. the Miss Marvel show.
0: There'll be an Ironheart show, and there's cool. Armor Wars, which is like something with with Rhodey. Yeah, so okay. Oh, and Secret Invasion, where I think they're going to bring back the Ben
1: Mendelsohn Talos character. And like uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. I mean, Secret Evasion, I, I think people were assuming that was going to be the next thing they built towards.
0: Like the big storyline, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, because I, I, I got maintained... The only thing I'm frustrated about the TV show thing is that there, to me, there's no reason you couldn't do an Iron Man 4 and now Rhodey is just the new Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing for... I, I don't know. Here's I I like... Anthony Mackie, and I like his character's Falcon. The the um, Winter Soldier guy, Bucky, had a much more interesting See, story. I will
0: always fight you on this. I like Anthony Mackie as uh, Captain America more than uh, Winter Soldier
1: but i mean the winter soldier story at least in the comics the way they did that as opposed to the way they did the falcon one was a much more interesting story that you could build to and it worked out because winter soldier wasn't captain america for very long nor was falcon unfortunately so i almost kind of wish they were both i almost kind of wish it was like captain's america or mm-hmm. something like that and that's kind of a dumb title but i, I, I suspect think that
0: the reason they're not doing iron man 4 is because like number four movies don't have a good history
1: well love and thunder we'll find out mm-hmm. Oh, I saw Sif is returning to Love and Thunder. Excellent. Yeah, I mean she's finally done of her tattoo naked lady show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I presume because there's a U.S. agent thing, which is why they're not. It's not called Captain America. I, it's mm-hmm. the branding is interesting because it's not called Captain America and the Winter Soldier. It's still called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You I'm
0: know? still holding out for my West Coast Avengers show.
1: Well, they'll have a U.S. Movie. agent.
0: Not not a show, a movie. I want the fucking movie. That is the other thing. All these stars TV shows. I'm like. Some of these sound interesting, but man, it's just not the same as a movie. It's like Star Wars fucking took over the world like you know, in the, the fall to winter of the mm-hmm. those big releases for episode 7, 8, and 9. And it's just not the same as like, oh yeah, there's going to be another new show this month.
1: Well, we have one more show to talk about, and let's talk about the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, last show, an- upcoming anime anthology called Star Wars Visions. This is Fine.
0: like Star Wars Animatrix, whatever. I won't be watching it.
1: But I mean... This makes sense to it, me. It,
0: fine. Sure. Yeah.
1: Um. Then Rogue Squadron. Then take Rogue Squadron,
0: which I just... Why is this not the TV show? This makes so much more sense as a TV show than any of the other shows that they're doing. It's like tailor-made for it. I don't get it. Instead, it's, it's, we're going to have Star Wars Top Gun, I guess. Uh, it's Patty Jenkins directing, which is cool. Um, she mm-hmm. seems to have like a... I don't know, like a take on it. Did you watch that video?
1: I do not. know.
0: Um, there's like a video where she talks about, I mean, always wanted to do. She's in the desert. She's on like a, like a tarmac, um, like okay. rollerblading. But she, she talks about like having I mean, always wanted to do something to do with fighter pilots because her father was a fighter pilot who's like killed in the line of duty. And so it's like, okay, well, she's definitely, she's got like a story to tell seemingly. She's not just like, sure, I'll do this IP, whatever, you know? And so yeah. it's some, you know, it's going to, she's interested in the idea of like a fighter squadron, rogue squadron is obviously a fighter squadron. So she's got a seemingly a neat perspective on it and we'll, we'll see what we get. I just, it just would have made so much more sense to me as a TV show than a movie, especially like a standalone movie for rogue squadron. is just really bizarre to me. But mm-hmm. And it, the the way they've worded this, it sounds like this might be a post episode nine movie. They said it takes place okay. in the future era of Star Wars or something like that. So,
1: is that what we're calling it?
0: Yeah. So, if, if this is the first post T Ross movie, that's interesting. Um, I, I, Rogue Squadron, I feel like you could really move around in the timeline a lot. Like, even if you were going to be do more of a direct adaptation of the old books, you could still really massage that to different time periods. Um,
1: well, you so just do. Movie. I mean, I. You need some kind of home base, you know, battle carrier ship or whatever. And you just do the thing every time they walk into the fucking like, you know, Enterprise D boardroom or conference room. And there's just like all the previous ships. You know, you just say Rogue Squadron's got a long history. Boom. Mm-hmm. There you go.
0: I kind of do wonder if maybe Disney is now regretting that they didn't just do the Marvel way for uh, their their content you know their their lucasfilm star wars content because there was all this eu material that they could have treated like marvel treats the comics and just kind of pick and choose what they want and Instead, they threw all that out and kind of went their own way and it worked for two movies and then it completely fell apart and so now it seems like they're kind of trying to backdoor their way back into like pulling from the old eu again i don't know i, I, I yeah, will not be shocked that this has absolutely nothing to do with the book so
1: that's a frustrating idea. oh yeah definitely because i mean even when it's a, you know, a beloved, known, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't, I don't think people like those aren't like I don't know, people didn't pour over every line and, and say that these these Rogue Squadron books are canon. But I mean, even then, you know, you see these things get adapted, and people, the showrunner has a take, mm-hmm. and they're going to take elements, and they're well, it's To me, not, that's, that's what made not the adaptation you want.
0: That's what made Rogue Squadron perfect. Is that like I feel like it's it's not so sacred that people are going to be like. Oh my God. And can't believe it included Corinne Horn's scene with whoever. And, you know, it's like, it's just kind of a general vibe of like a show about fighter pilots. Like, yeah. I, I feel like it would totally work. And said it's a movie.
1: Oh, and then, and then you could do that for a couple years. And then you could announce a spinoff for Rave Squadron. Yeah. I know. You, you could get we've, fucking eight seasons out of that easily. We've, we've spent a lot of time on this podcast talking mm-hmm. about this, that idea. It's right? just yeah. sitting
0: there and it makes so much sense. And it would be perfect for a TV. But and so they're going to make a
1: movie. Prior to all of this, I would have said, yeah, Patty Jenkins is a, is a hell of a get. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I think in the last few weeks, she's shown herself to be, I don't know, not the the not one who shoots off her mouth in a way that gets her in trouble like other big-time directors.
0: Do you mean uh, in terms of the Warner Brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> HBO Max stuff? Yeah. Well, she is going to Disney, so that's interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean... She's she's not airing dirty laundry in public or whatever. Yeah. She, she's not she's not shitting on their on H, on Warner Brothers streaming service.
0: <laughs> yeah, when when the like kind of two big nerd directors are just lighting your ass up online. Uh, Good job. Good job, Warner Brothers.
1: Which is gonna be interesting because as much as he's made them like Christopher Nolan's made mm-hmm. them his home, they've loved him. Like he yeah. has been a cash cow for them. I'm kind of curious. Ais and so, Villeneuve, like, yeah. What kind of relations they're going to have going forward. Because um, mm-hmm. I mean, even what was it, like Interstellar, Paramount owned the script, but he still brought Warner Brothers in for no reason at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So good Good for her. And then I think another, you know, still beloved media entity, Taika Waititi.
0: Yeah. Oh, real quick on Rogue Squadron. Due out December 2023. So uh, that's three years from now. So... I don't know. I guess part of, in the back of my mind, with all this, I'm like, I'm trying to remember that, like, I'm not really their target audience anymore. So, you know, mm. other people are probably more excited than I am about this, and that's fine. It's yeah, gonna be gonna be old, old fucking man by the time Rogue Squadron comes out.
1: Well, that was gonna be my question at the end of all this, mm-hmm. though, following up from our last episode. Is is all of this for you?
0: No, N- none of this is really for me. But that's okay, I guess. I just mm. I just wish we like I I really feel like the prequel fans in particular really need everything to be about the prequels constantly and I wish they would settle down. They had like 15 years worth of content.
1: I think that 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 argument could be leveled at anyone the like OT they have as well. There yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Well, obviously JJ J. Abrams has a Star mm-hmm. Wars. Of you know that's the original sin is my, that the twins were separated. Or whatever. My
0: era is always like whatever the furthest era forward is in the timeline. I just want to keep going, you know, just keep Which telling these stories.
1: Used to be like the Star Trek thing for a while, and mm-hmm. that's why I was like so thrilled with like you know like the Star Trek Discovery. I I haven't I'm not I've kind of fallen behind in the season, but the fact that they took their their prequel show and like made it a sequel, I was like so thrilled. I was like finally, you fucking guide it, get it. Um
0: Oh, because they like they brought back Michelle Yeoh, right?
1: Yeah, but I think I think from what I've, I mean, I'm not really following along because I haven't caught up. I think they're doing the big storyline of her in which they work her out of the show.
0: Hmm. I just because I, she's
1: supposed to be in the Section Thirty One show. I just
0: remember watching the pilot and being like, "Yeah, Michelle Yeoh is the captain with like Lieutenant Girl Michael. Like, this is cool. I like this show." And they're like, "Fuck you! You're not getting that show."
1: Her, her, I mean, she's basically playing like, she's basically playing uh, uh, Illyria to like, what's her name's Fred, okay, you know, an right, angel. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. It's not, yeah, it's not the Star Trek show that, that you would have wanted, which would just been Captain Giorgio. Yeah, mm-hmm. But the fact that still, again, I think whoever was running that show and there was a couple, you know, showrunner hiccups, they were handed a prequel for somebody, greenlit a prequel. Mm-hmm. And eventually they were like, okay, here's what we're going to do in season two is we're going to make this a, a sequel show because it should be mm-hmm. yeah anyway uh,
0: so yeah Taika Waititi he's still doing his movie um, I mean so the, w- who they didn't discuss was the like supposed Kevin Feige movie and the Ryan Johnson mm-hmm. series so
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're just all gonna pretend it's still happening uh, but,
1: well what's interesting is that those are theoretically two different things like yeah Feige is not a director I don't think he's gonna direct so no. he has to then go find a director I, um, mean,
0: I, I don't know I hope it's not true, but my guess is that Feige has been put in charge of like, you get to do the next major like saga, mm. kind of. And Ryan Johnson, we're just not going to say anything for a long time. But, uh, you're like, if I were Ryan Johnson, I don't know if I would want to come back personally. <laughs> I'd be like, I have T Street, I have Nice Out 2 coming. Do I really want to put up with that bullshit again? But
1: he would need some assurances, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, also. Let's also talk about what's not on this list. A Rose Tycho show.
0: Well, no, because that would mean acknowledging the sequel trilogy in any way, which they don't seem very interested in doing. Well,
1: and and acknowledging their massive fucking sins. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean like, put her in for like three minutes in the uh holiday special you have, and called it. You have this, it a day.
1: You have this Star Wars documentary show, which you know secretly will be like the dirt show. Mm-hmm. But like you could have a whole episode where you just sit down with John Boyega and actually talk about some of the issues. Mm-hmm. It'd be brilliant. It'd be brilliant. The way to make your your flaws like a, a strength. Oh my god.
0: Well, I mean, the theoretical Rogue Squadron show that's post T. Ross. It seems like that should have Poe in it, but obviously it won't. So, no. Um Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see. They're, they're a little but, vague about the timeline of Rogue Squadron. They they said the future, but we'll see what that actually means.
1: If Patty Jenkins can get Rose in there, and then mm-hmm. online we could just call it Rose Squadron. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um. Give the give, give Rose fans like a name. Um. Anyways, Taika Waititi, I mean Love and Thunder sounds fucking bananas. Um. But
0: like he's not, he hasn't even started filming that yet, so it's going to be a soon while. Though. Soon, but yeah, it's like it's going to be like two years at least probably before he's even working on a Star Wars movie.
1: Well, we're also at a thing now too where it used to be you did principal photography and then you had like two years of post-production on these kind of movies. They're like mm-hmm. down to like a year if that, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Marvel is like a machine. Like they can really crank it out. I do think that we saw with the Star Wars movies that there was not enough time for mm-hmm. episode nine, especially after they, you know, switched directors. Because Ryan Johnson had a, a nice long time period to work on The Last Jedi. Like he was working on it while uh, The Force Awakens was being worked on. And so he was like ready to go. But they didn't have that like third person in the relay ready to pick up and had to like redo stuff at the last minute and, and like definitely ran out of time there.
1: Because they lost the Star Wars. You
0: know. Yeah, we all lost to Star um,
1: Wars. Oh, quick Ryan Johnson tangent. I don't know if we talked about this last time. Maybe mm-hmm. we did. Um, I kind of agree with him that it should have been Yoda. Oh, in, uh, of, last Jedi? of
0: who should have appeared. Yeah, somebody, some fan on Twitter asked him whether or not he'd considered having Anakin be the one who appears as a Force ghost to talk to Luke, which it absolutely, like, his reasoning makes 100% sense that, yeah. number one... Uh, the the audience does not have any like we don't have a conception of a relationship between Luke and Anakin, and so she's not
1: older Anakin yeah. like that.
0: And, and it would have ma- it would have like complicated the scene way too much for Anakin to be there. Like we'd have all these other questions about their relationship that wouldn't be the point of the scene. The point of the scene is Luke acknowledging his failure and like getting advice from his own mentor, you know, his own teacher. Mm-hmm. And so it makes so much sense that it would be Yoda in that scene and not Anakin. Uh, Anakin Plus, would have made far more sense to show up in Episode 9 talking to Kylo Ren.
1: Yeah. Plus, I really appreciate that it reaffirms my sense of the Force ghosts, which isn't that they come to you in an extreme moment of need. Not just to hang out, yeah. Yeah, it's not like he's had 30 years of like relationship with his ghost dad.
0: And 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 if that's the case, if Anakin suddenly appears, it's like well, this is a completely different scene now. Like, we're, now we're, yeah. we're just, like, this is some father-son, you know, reconciliation stuff happening. Like, this is a totally different vibe than, you know, Luke in his capacity as a master, like, you know, getting advice from his own master.
1: Well, plus, you don't realize it, but it adds a weirder new thread of tension between him and Ben Solo if Ben Solo's been trying to communicate with Anakin and Anakin's only Mm -hmm. talking to like the guy who once tried to kill him...
0: (sighs) Yeah, it it would have... like I, I know people, they love Hayden Christensen, that's fine. It would have completely thrown things off to have him show up in that scene. And I think anyone who really understands storytelling will understand that very easily. But most Star Wars fans seemingly do not understand storytelling. And so they're like, why didn't I get the thing that I
1: liked? I mean... I wasn't. I wasn't a, a, a Raylo acolyte. Obviously, when it when it was first a thing, but like I came around hard. I I, I drank the Kool Aid on that. But like I'm amazed too. I was not aware that people were have been campaigning so hard to retroactively make, um, what is it even called? The Anakin Padme relationship like a big ship of its own.
0: Oh the yeah uh, the Anadala.
1: Anadola, yeah. You know? I was I was just like, I mean I think it's kind of all there on the screen like. <laughs>
0: Well, there's, I, I, I tweeted about this once. There's, like, this photo you can find out there where it's, like, Natalie Portman. And I, I believe it's um, Hayden is kind of, like, leaning over her from behind. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, just in this, like, publicity photo, it's like, ooh, there's a there's some sparks here. Like, I'm going to raise my eyebrow this. Like, it, it seems like these two uh, have some good, like, physical chemistry between each oh, other.
1: Oh, when, when they're wearing the Star Wars shirts? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like, why wasn't this on screen? <laughs> you know,
1: like. Right.
0: Like I really feel like Annadahl is like you got to do a lot of work, a lot of headcanon on your own and a lot of uh I'm just going to recontextualize and reframe things in my mind to to do the work that the movie is not doing in that relationship.
1: Which you have to do with Mandalorian, you know, mm-hmm. in the father son relationship. Yeah. But yeah, like I I think Obviously, they have real life chemistry. They theoretically, supposedly dated, mm-hmm. but I think the problem with Hayden Christensen as an actor is that he probably has a charm and a light behind his eyes that he turns off as soon as the camera comes on. Well, because ps- go watch Jumper again.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. But also, I, I I feel like Lucas has to take a lot of the blame for
1: that. Yeah, yeah. He's not an actor's director mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, he's
0: like, I want you to do it in this old theatrical style that's just going to completely hang you out to dry with the critics
1: well i wonder too with hayden christensen is his career the way it is now because last time i really heard about him non-star wars is he was he and his brother were like suing the producers of some usa tv show because they claimed that they had pitched a similar show hmm. and that the idea Never, was not, i mean it's it. like yeah it's a show called royal pains which who, who watches that but like he needs to just—I don't know, man. Find a like a character actor life, or or takers 2. Yeah, takers no, 2. Sadly, he or was
0: killed in the original Taker. Spoiler alert.
1: Taker's prequel mm-hmm. to a movie no one watched, but or or like find a, like a life as like a Marvel villain or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like
0: or just be like even the, Christian Bale just is like be fine. the lovable character villain. who shows up on like a, a sitcom or something like that. You know. Or it's you've got like your instant nerd cred because
1: it's Hayden Christensen. Well, he's got that Ryan Gosling thing too, where he's mm-hmm. a Canadian actor who suddenly sounds like he's from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, it's like what is this affect? <laughs> You're Canadian. We all know it.
0: You would think there'd be some sort of I don't know, kind of like geek targeted show out there. You're like we need an older actor in this part, and it's like now it's time for some stunt casting. Like you're just going to get an instant audience if you cast like Hayden Christensen to be in this role.
1: I mean, say what you will about like a non-entity like Brandon Ralph. The dude mm-hmm. worked for a while. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Said he's going to yeah. be Darth Vader somehow. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have these announcements, I'm, I'm like, I
0: don't really get how that works. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like the Lando show, where it's like, okay, what's it going to be, or like. A Darth Vader, you know, we wonder and or why is that a thing?
1: Yeah, the the dream sequence thing makes the most sense to me. I I don't know,
0: or some sort of now they're just force timing too or something, you know?
1: Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, I think that's all the the news and announcements there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the movies are Taiki's. And uh, Patty Jenkins, Rogue Squadron.
1: So Disney Plus will definitely go up in its prices, yeah.
0: I think they already announced they're raising it to eight bucks a month. So, okay, still not bad, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think they're claiming that they're still doing another Indiana Jones movie that's going to be released in 2022 with Harrison Ford. I don't believe it personally. I feel like they're just going to keep kicking this hand down the road until he dies.
1: I, I saw a great tweet where somebody did the math that uh. Indiana Jones was born in 1899. Mm-hmm. Harrison Ford is seventy something years old now, which puts the uh, you know the movie roughly in the 1970s, mm-hmm. which is about the right time legally where he can be prosecuted for all the <laughs> artifacts he's stolen from various nations.
0: I don't know. Is there statute limitations on that?
1: Well, it's like they finally like started opening up certain laws where mm-hmm. you can start going after people. <laughs> which don't? What age? We see him at like a hundred in Young Indiana Jones, right? He's very old.
0: I remember. Yeah.
1: Yeah yeah anyway
0: all right well i don't know this will probably be the last podcast in a while unless something interesting in the world of star wars happens i mean i don't know maybe the mando finale will be like mind-blowing we'll have to discuss it but i kind of don't think that's mm-hmm. going to be the case mm-hmm. although i'm not mm-hmm. sure if they have announced a director for that i keep hoping that like ryan johnson out of nowhere will like be announced as like the director of one of these just to stick it to all the fans maybe we're like awesome. complaining about him
1: well a guy who, I mean, I think even these shitty fans who hate him now because of Last Jedi, they're probably the same people who loved his work on Breaking Bad, right?
0: I'm sure they are, yeah, if they've seen the show.
1: So, I mean, it's its a good but, reminder that that he can do some really great like,
0: journeyman work. He made Luke a sad man and their ego can't handle that. Mm.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: What I love about well, the Ryan Johnsonators is the vast majority of stuff they're mad at him for is stuff set up by J.J. J. Abrams. <laughs>
1: Well, but the thing is though, JJ Abrams won't acknowledge that himself.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Oh, it's John Favreau. Oh, no, just the writer for the next episode. Okay. So we don't know who's directing the episode next.
1: But mm. yeah, until next time. May the force be with you. Always.